Welcome to another episode of Strictly Business, the podcast in which we talk with some of the brightest minds working in the media business today. I'm Andrew Wallenstein with Variety. It was little over a year ago that Viacom CBS promoted Tom Ryan to oversee all of its streaming operations, and he's got quite a growth story to tell. When the company reported third quarter earnings earlier this month, his division had crossed the $1 billion mark in revenue for the first time. But it's still early days in the streaming wars, and just about anything could happen. So we're happy to check in with Tom on this latest episode of Strictly Business. So stick around. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years, and not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered. No worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Welcome back to the Strictly Business Podcast, where my guest today is president and CEO for all things streaming at Viacom CBS, Tom Ryan. We first had Tom on this podcast back in 2018, and it's going to be great to catch up because a whole lot has changed for him in over three years. This conversation was recorded November 8th at the Future of Television Conference. I wanted to compliment you on a great third quarter. Looked really good. You added uh, 4.3 million subscribers globally, and that currently stands at 47 million. Uh, Pluto, 57, sorry, 54 million monthly active users. And so I wanted to start with how do these numbers track with your expectations? Um, are you ahead of where you thought you would be? Yeah, we're, we're exceeding uh, expectations. So we're really happy with the numbers that we released last week um, across both free and pay. And, uh, you know, we've got a unified streaming group at Viacom CBS right now. Um, so we're really focused on the opportunity uh, to build a, a unique strategy across both free and paid streaming. 
that's that's great. I mean, yes, you guys are are, are in a number of different uh, businesses on the streaming side, and uh, I was curious first and foremost about in terms of your strategy here, I wanted to start with movies because that's a big part of at least what you're doing on the on the Paramount Plus side. And I, it feels like I'm seeing a, a variety of different strategies for lots of different titles. Uh, Clifford, the animated property just came out day and date. Others, you've done sort of the 45 day thing. Do you guys have a sense of, of what the strategy is or is it you're just trying lots of different things. Yeah, so we think uh, in this era in particular, it makes a lot of sense to be as flexible as possible when it comes to releasing uh, movies in streaming. And so we're fortunate um, that as part of Viacom CBS, not only are we building leading streaming services, but we also have a major movie studio. And so that allows us to really leverage everything that Paramount Pictures does um, for streaming. And so um, as we think about um, the different ways you go to market, as you mentioned, there's, a, there's, a, there's actually three different ways in addition to the traditional way. There's exclusive, which we've done with Infinite, um, which we released uh, earlier this year. There is Day and Date, uh, which we've done with, uh, with Paw Patrol, with Clifford. And then there's a fast follow to theatrical, like 45 days post-theatrical, which we did with A Quiet Place too. And we've seen success in all of those models. So, you know, with moviegoers, you know, it really being a moving target about how, you know, how uh, confident people are to go to movie theaters these days, um, you know, and, and it really varies by demographic and by location. Um, we think it's important to maintain flexibility, um, but we've seen, um, you know, just great results uh, when we've, when we've uh, gone day and date, for example, there was concern that there could be cannibalization, but, you know, with Paw Patrol, uh, we, we vastly exceeded expectations, both theatrically as well as our streaming targets for the movie. So does that mean that there will, could there be a point where there will be a one size fits all, or you're saying you're comfortable sort of matching the strategy to the particular film's needs? I think for the moment, you know, Paramount Plus is eight months old. We launched in early March. Uh, yes, it's a an evolution to a certain degree of CBS All Access, but it's vastly expanded. It brings all of Viacom CBS's content and resources to bear. And so we absolutely do want to uh, hone our strategy as we move on. But we think that, you know, having seen success in each of the different methods that we've released movies in, um, you know, this flexibility is important to have right now, and we may well find that we're going to maintain, you know, a flexible model uh, and approach into the future. Got it. Also, something that struck me listening to the third quarter call is kids content in particular is really resonating on your platform. Uh, the Nickelodeon library is doing great. You mentioned Paw Patrol, Clifford. We haven't even talked SpongeBob or uh, the new iCarly. Is this actually sort of becoming the identity of Paramount Plus? Because you guys obviously marketed a lot of different ways, news and sports, but it does feel like kids is sort of stepping out front. Well, I mean, we just released Paranormal Paranormal Activity Next of Kin, so I wouldn't say our identity is that of a kid's service per se. Um, but uh, I, uh, I, I would say that, you know, kids is an area where we think that we can 
be uh, one of the leaders in streaming. It's a play, we think it's an underserved category. It's a category that plays to Viacom CBS's strengths with Nickelodeon, the robust catalog that we have, um, the originals and the reboots that we're able to do um, on that catalog. Um, and it really sort of fits nicely into our strategy of being a whole household service. So what we're looking to do with Paramount Plus is to have a service that really um, you know, has something for everyone in the family, from the dad who loves sports uh, to the mom who might be into scripted dramas or some of our original movies, um, or to uh, the kids uh, who are coming in droves for um, all that we have to offer from uh, on the kids' side. So it's, it's a place that we've seen lots of early success. We've also got great franchises in kids. Um, and as anybody with a parent, uh, with, a, with a kid knows, any parent with a kid knows, I should say, um, you know, the last thing you want to do once your kids gravitate toward a streaming service um, is unsubscribe from that streaming service. So it really has great benefits in terms of retention. Got it. Uh, another thing that uh, coming up in the fourth quarter, big test for new originals from you guys, Yellowstone, uh, South Park, uh, new iterations, new uh, spinoffs, or I should say, uh, of these franchises. How important are these shows for Paramount Plus for the for these to work? Because you don't have the core Yellowstone or South Park on the service. Those have been licensed out to rivals. And, you know, does that make these all the more important to work? Well, I should start by saying that the service is working, as you noted at the top of this call, uh, across our paid services, we're at 47 million global subscribers already. Paramount Plus is the driver um, of our paid uh, subscription growth and, again, has only just launched eight months ago. So we are very, very early innings um, with Paramount Plus, um, and I think streaming is just early innings to begin with. Um, it's true that some of our products have been licensed licensed out. Um, Viacom CBS has long been in the licensing business um, and many of the decisions that were made uh, in order uh, in, in terms of licensing content um, elsewhere uh, were made well before we launched Paramount Plus. Um, but as our business is evolving and streaming is a top priority of the company, our approach to licensing is evolving as well. And so we're you know, still in the licensing business, of course, but increasingly we are um, holding RIP for our own streaming services, um, and we're leveraging um, that IP, uh, not just catalog, but also investing in, you know, reboots and spinoffs and other new original content based on those franchises. So um, we think it's a, it's, a, it's a great and evolving strategy, and um, we've got, you know, it's, it's you know, the, the amount of IP and franchises that we have across the combined Viacom CBS is so massive. I think we've got a huge opportunity here um, and we're already seeing uh, the fruit, uh, the, 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 the fruit of that uh, work uh, being coming uh, very important uh, to the services results thus far. Do you feel though that Viacom CBS has sort of a, a defining hit at this point? And, and could these new versions of Yellowstone or South Park be that? I mean, I, I've seen uh, some of the, the work that's not yet been released. Sure. I mean, Taylor Sheridan, um, you know, we're creating a, a universe on Paramount Plus around all of this new content that he's creating from uh, Mayor of Kingstown, 
uh, which uh, release, uh, releases very soon, um, to Y1883 and beyond. So yes, I think that we're going to have, you know, lots of fantastic new shows that are created not just by him, but by many others. And, uh, you know, we're investing significantly in content. So you're going to see a lot coming to Paramount Plus in the months ahead. And to date, as you said, out here for eight months now, I've mentioned the success you've had with some kids content. Are we overlooking anything in terms of what you see as, as the real success stories for Paramount Plus uh, in these first eight months? Well, I mean, we, we have not been uh, shy about saying how successful sports has been. Um, so we have uh, seen, you know, record uh, consumption of, of uh of NFL uh, games recently. We've also had lots of success with European football or soccer. Um, so sports has been a great uh, area of success for us. Um, uh, our movies have performed extremely well. Uh, our, our originals in terms of scripted dramas and other shows have also done well. So, um, you know, kids is just one part of the story. Got it. You know, just the whole notion of a hit in the streaming game these days has been redefined, I think, by Netflix with what it uh, achieved with Squid Games. And I was curious, do you think Viacom CBS can achieve that kind of international hit with uh, the increased emphasis you're starting to put on locally produced content in, in Latin America or elsewhere? Absolutely. Uh, so you know, Viacom CBS is one of the biggest creators of content globally. Uh, not just um, creators of content here in America that we export, but creators of content um, in many different parts of the world. Um, and at the same time, we also have a global streaming strategy. Streaming is a global megatrend. We're rolling out our streaming services around the world. We're already in 25 countries for Paramount Plus uh, and growing, and we're already in 26 countries um, for Pluto TV. Um, we did a couple of uh, M&A transactions uh, very recently <clears throat> where we uh, acquired significant portions of additional um, broadcasters in South America, um, making us one of, uh, we already were, but that just reinforced us as one of the biggest creators of Spanish language content, which, as you know, um, travels really well around the world and has um, been responsible for some of the biggest hits in, uh, in streaming. So um, we think that we are incredibly well positioned, both from a distribution perspective, as we continue to scale up these streaming services across free and pay around the world, but also, you know, from a content creation perspective, um, on, a, on a, not just on a US, but on a local uh, basis where we can export to all the different countries that our streaming services are present um, in order to, you know, really have uh, the type of global scale and success that you need to be a global streamer today. Yeah, I mean, because that really is the name of the game, isn't it? And when you, you guys have had some impressive growth, but right now as it stands in the streaming game, there are some bigger, much bigger, I should say, global services. And you guys are certainly pledging to spend a lot of, on content. I think the, the figure on the latest call was uh, $5 billion by the end of 2024, which is a huge number for Viacom CBS. It shows how serious you guys are, and yet it pales in comparison to what some of the other spending estimates are like. And so the simple question is, is this truly enough to compete and, and sort of crack that first tier of streaming services? I mean, we think that we are very well positioned. I mean, not only um, are we going to be committing or we're already committing and, 
and we will continue to increase the commitment um, of billions of dollars um, of, of content, but we've got a massive library uh, across both Viacom and uh, CBS now combined. Um, all of that together, uh, we think positions us for great success in streaming. Well, I think something else that will help was this deal you guys just announced with T-Mobile. Uh, it seems like there's a number of deals that you guys have in place uh, with Amazon channels, with Sky, all that should help Paramount Plus scale. But I do wonder when you strike these kind of deals, is there a risk of too much trade-off in terms of the, the data and the revenue that you lose to the partners you know, in exchange for scale on these deals? Um, well, I mean, you know, we think that broad and ubiquitous distribution really leads to scale. So the strategy really is to manage this diversified portfolio of distributors. Um, and in doing that, we maximize and optimize growth. Um, so it's true that a service um, in certain cases has less visibility into a channels user than a, a D2C user, um, but there's advantages. One um, is that our portfolio strategies yielded a very large direct-to-consumer base, and we've got excellent visibility on those users today. Um, and two, it's important to extend uh, the service to users wherever they are, and, and we're growing Paramount Plus uh, faster as a result of that. Um, you know, we're also, um, you know, one of the, or I'd say we're the biggest um, partner in the channel space as others are abandoning um, that as a distribution method. Um, as for revenue, uh, I think it's critical uh, that Paramount Plus is, is fully distributed and aligning our incentives with distribution partners means that those in partners those distribution partners invest in our growth. And that's exactly how we were able to scale Pluto to TV so quickly. We launched that seven years ago. It's going to be a billion dollar business this year in 2021, just seven years after launch, largely through shared success and aligned interest with distribution partners, which we're also bringing to Paramount Plus. Um, and as for T-Mobile, it is massive promotion, um, but uh, it, it's not that's not limited to just certain tiers. That's available to any T-Mobile or Sprint postpaid customer. Um, and it's actually driving direct to consumer users. So there's really no data trade-off for us there. But with, with Amazon, it sounds like you see there's some value to the fact that a lot of the other rivals of yours are, are stepping out of that space for their own reasons. But it sounds like you think there's actually some strength in, in staying on there and facing less competition. We do. Yeah. We think they've been a great partner and they've helped us um, scale. And uh, again, where there's uh, aligned incentives and a, and a shared approach to growing the business together, we think that they can be an important part of our continued growth. We'll be back in just a minute with more from Tom Ryan of Viacom CBS. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. 
This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered. No worries. Not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. Back, talking with Tom Ryan, who oversees streaming services like Paramount Plus and Pluto TV for Viacom CBS. I referenced earlier this notion of, you know, tiers in terms of the amount of competition you've got out there. I, I, I'm curious, though, there's been it feels like there's new data every month about the consumer appetite for subscription streaming services. What is your take on that now? And do you feel that Viacom CBS has sort of earned a spot among, you know, a, a limited number of players? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it, it, it's funny. I mean, for, for, well, first of all, you know, streaming is still in its infancy, in my opinion. Um, and that's across both free and pay. But, you know, when you're talking about um, paid, it's, it's funny because as an entrepreneur, when Pluto was independent, um, one of the things that I would say when I would come on your podcast or speak at other conferences was that, you know, people would be interested in free streaming services because they're only going to subscribe to one or two paid services. And at the time, this was just three, four short years ago, that was true. Um, I was wrong, though. I mean, people are now subscribing to four or five paid services, and that could go significantly northward from here. And the reason is that people are finding great value in paid streaming services as more and more high quality paid streaming services come to market um, at affordable pricing, which Paramount Plus has in spades. Um, and as people are increasingly just streaming and connecting their TVs uh, to the internet, I don't know if you can buy a TV that doesn't have a smart operating system and, uh, you know, sort of prompts you to connect to the internet. Um, and so there are, you know, massive wins at the back of streamers. I'm not going to say that like every streaming service is going to be successful. I think what unites what we do at Viacom CBS, both across free and pay with Pluto and Paramount Plus, is that these are broad-based services that are for the whole household and have all the benefits of scale that come with that, um, as well as the retention benefits of being services that get used by multiple uh, people in the household. 
Um, so, you know, we're, the, the, the space is evolving very quickly. Um, people are paying for more streaming services. They're also using, you know, free, it hasn't impacted the, what, what I said back years ago either about free. Free is in hyper growth too. People are just streaming a lot more and the be, like this rising tide is gonna list, lift um, boats. It's not gonna lift all the boats, but the best boats will rise significantly as a result. And we've got the best boat in free and we're building the best boat or one of the best boats I should say in pay. And what's interesting about your strategy is you kind of bolt the boats together. Like, you know, Pluto serves uh, Paramount Plus. There's some integration there. Describe what, what the strategy is there and why it's the way to go. Yeah. So, I mean, the strategy behind creating a unified streaming group was so that we could actually take this unique strategy across free and pay um, and bring it to market, but with a unified uh, team that's building um, our streaming platforms together rather than building them as, you know, fiefdoms um, with different teams and, and different goals. Um, and with the uh, intent of making the one plus one of free and pay equal three. Um, so, you know, what we've been doing, and again, this is very early days, the streaming group was created a year ago uh, when I was uh, appointed to my new role, and we built a, a unified streaming executive team, and we've got, of course, there's folks who are focused, you know, just on one service versus another, but increasingly we um, have our entire streaming group focused on the opportunity to grow the overall business as much as possible and you know interlinking this ecosystem where we can move users from one service to the next we think is really important and we've already seen um, some great early success an example would be um, the channels that we put for paramount plus uh, and for showtime ott onto pluto tv where we'll put you know premium content in front of the paywall as a linear channel on pluto tv um, and those uh, those channels on Pluto TV have driven more starts uh, for subscriptions or more trials um, for our paid services than when we put the same content for free in front, in front of a paywall, of course, on YouTube, which has billions of users. So it's showing you um, how effective this um, already is in its infancy. And we've got a very significant roadmap of other things that we want to do to bring these services together and make them, again, make the one plus one equal three. And, and I follow your logic, but I also wonder if there's just some simplicity in, for instance, one brand to market instead of Paramount Plus, Showtime, Pluto, and Viacom still has other things. Um, so what, what do you make of the, the simplicity argument? Uh, I think the simplicity argument um, makes sense on the surface, but when you dive deeper, you see that there's great reasons to actually maintain different services. So let's take free and pay to start. You know, Pluto is a free streaming TV service. It is instant. There's no friction. You turn, I mean, you, you, when we actually launched Pluto, we didn't even ask for a sign up because we wanted you to be able to sort of experience that magic of turning on the TV through your web browser. Um, and then ultimately the service largely became a connected TV business. Um, but, you know, having that uh, simplicity of just letting people engage with Pluto and having it be as frictionless and as built in as possible um, is, 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 is a huge advantage. And one of the reasons why Pluto is the leader in its category. On the paid side, um, 
you know, we think that, you know, let's just take Paramount Plus and Showtime, for example. I mean, those services appeal to um, largely different users. There's very little overlap in the subscriber base, although there is some. Um, and so, you know, the, and, and, but, but, you know, as we think about it from a business perspective, we want to make sure that we're addressing the largest possible audience. With Paramount Plus, we offer everything that Paramount Plus offers. The content is not tiered in any way, uh, with some very, very small exceptions, um, for four dollars and ninety-nine cents. So for you know, and that's for with ads. So that's a very, very attractive price point. Um, if Showtime were bundled in there, it would not be made available at that price. So we want, and, and, and as I mentioned, like the overlap between the two services is not, um, is, is not very large. So um, we want people to be able to get Paramount Plus for $4.99. Um, and if they want Showtime, yes, they can add it on. And we're doing everything that we can to make it as easy as possible for people to um, buy the two services if they're interested. And we're doing that through bundling and other initiatives. Um, but, you know, to, to address the largest possible audience, we think it's important to maintain them uh, as they are today. Yeah, Pluto clearly is a growth story. You put that brand on the map. It's why Viacom CBS bought it clearly the market leader. However, when you look at the third quarter numbers, it does seem that the growth is slowing. The 2.1 million ads was the lowest you've added since the first quarter of 2020. It was below Wall Street projections. Uh, what is going on there? Um, it does seem like there's a lot of competition in the space now. And I guess that's sort of the, the downside of, of success is you get a lot of imitators. Uh, sure. So, I mean, as you mentioned, Pluto TV is the leader in its category by a, a long margin. Um, if, if anything, we're extending our lead. Um, so MAUs are an important metric. They don't tell the whole story. Um, so we had uh, two and a half million, I think, MAUs quarterly growth. Um, but we are the leader in MAUs, we're the leader in total viewing hours, and we're the leader in revenue. Um, and you know, Pluto TV has grown in three years. So the company was acquired at the end of 18, beginning of 19. In 2018, we did 70 million in revenue. This year, we're going to do over a billion. Uh, wow. You know, it's it, it, it's 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 accelerating. Uh, you know, its lead in the category and the growth is you know extremely significant. So MAU is important. Total viewing hours or engagement and revenue also extremely important. And, you know, you're seeing massive growth there. It's clearly growing like a weed. I am guess I'm curious about the next phase of growth. And sometimes, uh, you know, companies that sort of grow too fast, too quickly, run into problems. Um, how are you ensuring that that Pluto doesn't do that? <laughs> um, well, I mean, listen, you know, we look at Pluto TV as a flywheel where, you know, more and better content um, distributed through a simple frictionless product um, ubiquitously distributed on all devices and monetized well um, creates this flywheel where you invest more and more in, in it, you know, you invest more in content, more in distribution, you monetize better and it just becomes a snowball that allows you to invest in and really provides a competitive moat in some ways to 
the leader in the category. And so, yes, there's more competition today in a space that we helped to pioneer and popularize. Um, but, you know, the, 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 the Pluto growth and everything that we deliver because we're a shared success model for our content partners and our distribution partners, um, you know, speak to any of them and you will see that, you know, Pluto continues to, you know, grow at a rate that, you know, pleases them all uh, significantly and uh, has them, you know, partnering with us more, more and more closely. And so, um, you know, I don't know that there's necessarily, um, you know, an issue from that growth. I'd say that's our job is to, to grow, not just for the benefit of Viacom CBS and our users, but also for our partners on the content distribution and advertising side um, to deliver, you know, uh, against their objectives. On the programming front, I see more and more talk about some of your competitors stepping up their original programming game. What, what are you guys doing on this front? Uh, I wonder whether we're going to see sort of the gap between a Paramount Plus and a, and a Pluto start to narrow uh, as the expectations grow. You're talking specifically on Pluto for yes. Reynolds? Yeah. Yeah. So listen, we've done a, a, a few things uh, there that, uh, you know, we, we, we've had some content that we've acquired that has not been released elsewhere, um, such as Bajillion Dollar Properties, a comedy show that we put on, which I guess technically could be considered a, a Pluto original in its last season, um, which is the, the one that had been on seed and we, we got the catalog as well. Um, and then we've uh, released other um, content that hadn't been released uh, elsewhere, um, including, you know, a documentary that uh, got us our first Emmy uh, recently, which is 76 Days, which uh, created by, by MTV uh, Studios. Um, so there are cases of original content, but, you know, for Pluto TV, by and large, we think about our channels as our originals. Um, people come to Pluto in order to have an effortless curated entertainment experience when they don't feel like making decisions about what they want to watch at the precise moment that they're looking to be entertained. They just want to throw on a channel that speaks to them. Uh, and a lot of our channels are descriptive in nature. Um, so you know exactly what to expect when you go into that channel. Um, and they just want to lean back and be entertained for hours. And so um, investing in making sure that those channels are well-branded, have the best possible content, increasingly have exclusive content, both from third parties that we license from, as well as uh, from Viacom CBS. A lot of the content, uh, you know, vast majority, I would say, of the content we get uh, on Pluto from Viacom CBS um, is not available elsewhere in the faster AVOD category. So these channels are almost like our originals, um, and we invest in them more and more um, with each month as that flywheel spins faster and we're able to monetize better for our content partners. Um, I'm not saying that we wouldn't have a more aggressive strategy in originals over time, but the business is growing so fast and, you know, the global opportunity is so large that, um, you know, unlike a paid service that really stands out with um, its originals, you know, Pluto TV, uh, stands out with, you know, its channel offering and its uh, distribution led approach to scaling. And globally, how far have you gotten in terms of getting Pluto outside the U.S. and, and what are the next uh, places you'll be? 
Yeah, so right now we're in uh, the US, South America, and Europe. Um, so we're in 26 countries. We launched France earlier this year. We just uh, launched Italy uh, very recently, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, and we've got more and more um, countries uh, on, the, on the horizon. So, you know, we, when we started Pluto, our, our mantra was, you know, entertaining the planet. And we wanted to be the global leader in free ad supported streaming TV. And you know, we're well on our way at this point. So um, time for, for one last question. Um, in terms of, you know, you came into this company working on Pluto and, and Pluto alone, and you've really sort of expanded your responsibilities. What has that been like? I mean, I would imagine operationally, maybe it's even night and day going back to your startup days. How have you sort of risen to that challenge? Yeah, I mean, listen, I... I uh... I am flexing mus muscles I've never flexed before. I uh, have always uh, been a startup guy working in small, scrappy companies. And so, uh, you know, I have patient colleagues who are helping me, you know, learn to navigate a much bigger organization. But, you know, fundamentally, um, what gets me excited is building. Um, and I also love good underdog opportunities. When we launched Pluto TV, you know, it's, uh, you know, we, la we launched something that seemed crazy at the time to most people, which is, you know, a, a service that was free, uh, you know, and ad supported at a time when everyone thought it was going to, the world was going to subscriptions and ads were not going to be watched anymore. Um, and just as crazy, it was, you know, linear or linear led. Um, at a time when the whole world thought everything was going on demand, um, but we thought that there was some white space to be carved and an opportunity to create a big business. Um, and fast forward seven years and we, we, we've done that. And I think with Paramount Plus, with all the resources that Viacom CBS brings to bear um, and our unified strategy across free and pay um, to help us further accelerate our paid ambitions with Paramount Plus, you know, again, we, you know, we, we, we you know, may be considered an underdog here. And again, I like that challenge, but I think we've got a huge opportunity to build one of the biggest uh, paid streaming services as well. And then in aggregate across free and pay, they, I think we can be one of the biggest streaming companies uh, in the world uh, together. So uh, for me, it's an exciting challenge uh, to build in a different setting. Um, and uh, we're just getting started. Well, congratulations on a good quarter. Wishing you luck for 2022 and beyond. Thanks for taking some time out. Thank you, Andy. This has been another episode of Strictly Business. Tune in next week for another helping of scintillating conversation with media movers and shakers. And please make sure you subscribe to the podcast to hear future episodes. Also, leave a review in Apple Podcasts and let us know how we're doing. We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy. And we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. You're a growing business. 
which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 